the most exclusive travel experiences on the planet, the most celebrated icons in fashion, music, food, and the arts. Welcome to the Tully Luxury Travel Podcast. I think travel opens up the doors to so many different things for us. It's such a force for good. It brings people together. It educates us. It inspires us. Presented by luxury travel expert and the founder of Tully Luxury Travel, Mary Jean Tully, we're going to take you on a journey to the most exclusive travel experiences on the planet. From candlelit dinners in the shadow of world wonders to starlit camps in the heart of the African bush. We had lunch on the Great Wall of China where nobody else was around. And that was just something that was just so momentous. I've done the same thing in Petra, going there with music and lit up with candles. It's a real experience, a very unique experience that is just different from the norm. This is what travel dreams are made of. This is the Tully Luxury Travel Podcast. Luxury can take on so many forms, but here at Tully Luxury Travel, one thing is always true. Luxury is always defined by you. Hi, and welcome to the show. My name's Aaron Miller. I'm a travel writer. And this week, Mary Jean Tully is interviewing someone who knows a thing or two about luxury cruises. Steve Smotrys is head of global sales and trade relations for Seabourn, the world's finest ultra-luxury cruise line. Seabourn's award-winning all-oceanfront suite ships are like luxurious resorts where the staff knows you and remembers your favorite drink. Mine's an old-fashioned, by the way. Their intimate ships visit the most desirable destinations worldwide, sailing to the heart of landmark cities as well as to hidden gems where larger vessels cannot follow. Steve is responsible for Seabourn's ocean and expedition sales efforts in North America, Latin America, Australia, and Asia. Now, more than ever, true luxury isn't about going places. It's about being moved deeply, joyfully, and unexpectedly. Seabourn offers a lot more than just a cruise. So jump aboard, find yourself a deck chair, and sit back as we set sail and discover all-inclusive luxury cruising refined to its purest form. Hi, Steve. I just want to say welcome to Tele Luxury Travel Podcast. I'm excited to talk about what makes Seabourn Cruise Line so special. I mean, you're surrounded by the ocean and the mountains and everything else. Did the sea call you? Did it call your name at all? I mean, what drew you in? Yeah, there are a couple uh, moments. Well, one, as you mentioned, the ocean is here. Southern California, the weather's always fabulous. I spent so much of my childhood at the beach, around the beach, uh, you know, just loving the ocean. And I'd never thought of a cruise. You know, I, I grew up with like a lot of people, like the love boat was on and, uh, you know, my grandparents were would watch that every Saturday night. And so um, this whole concept of cruise, you know, as a child, you're trying to wrap your head around it a little bit. But then my first experience actually on a cruise ship was the, you know, the, the old Cunard ship Queen Mary is 
permanently docked in Long Beach here. It is a hotel for many, many years. And my senior prom was actually on board the Queen Mary. Oh, I know many people that that was. <laughs> yes, yes. But there was something so, uh, there was a romance to being on board that ship. There was this great history that went along with it. So I think, you know, just being close to the ocean, that kind of little bit of taste of, wow, what what a cruise would be like, uh, was always there. So when that opportunity arose, it was like, let's see what this is all about. And it couldn't have been a better decision. But did you know when you went on your very first cruise that this was it, that the cruising was for you? Oh yeah, I got the bug immediately. I was on a Mexican Riviera cruise on Princess Cruises. And I was so excited leading up to it. I had just started working for the company and it blew me away that there was something for everybody. Mm -hmm. It was such an easy vacation. Like you're unpacked once, what we're going to go to a new place tomorrow and another place the day after that. But then there was also the simplicity of just, you know, being outside and watching as the ship's cutting through the waves. And that feeling never leaves me. I've been on like you, you know, countless numbers of cruises now over the years and having those little moments where you just really take in, it kind of brings you into the the vastness of the planet and that we're such a small little part of it. And, uh, you know, nature all around you with the ocean. That's something that never gets old to me. No, and you know, what's funny is my very first cruise was the SS Norway. And I remember, I, I still, honest to goodness, my eyes are closed right now because I still picture me walking up the stairs and being on international deck. And it was like the old SS France. And I just pictured the days of the ocean liner and this truly beautiful, magnificent ship. Yeah. And I fell in love instantly. It is my floating hotel and I get to see the world in the comfort and the safety and doing the things that I want to do. Like I've developed a passion for Africa, like in the most profound way. But I developed that profound passion by being on a cruise and being in Cape Town and getting off the ship and going on my first safari. You know, I've done Angkor Wat in Cambodia. I've done so many different things all over the world, the Great Wall of China, all by a cruise ship. Right. And when you pick the right ship, it's not these megaton 4,000 passenger ships, it's ships like yours. Yeah, interestingly, so I was working for Cunard, which is, you know, a sister brand. We're all in the kind of the same family. And about five years ago, I had the opportunity to sail on Seaborne Encore in the Med. And it is one of my favorite cruise experiences I've ever had. It was Athens to Rome. Not only was the ship beautiful, and at the time it was, I think, one year old. It was a very new ship. And that's all important. That's great to have a beautiful, uh, shiny new ship like that. But it was about the fact that the ship was small and we could go into all these really small and intimate ports. You're not just going to Rome and Athens. Like those were the beginning and the ending. Everything in between was small, intimate experiences. And that was just so powerful. You know, like one of my favorite cruise days ever was we went to Positano and it wasn't Sorrento where most of the ships have to dock. Because we're small, we docked in Positano Mm -hmm. and spent the day just wandering the streets there having amazing cuisine and it wasn't crowded there wasn't a lot of people it was just the perfect perfect day that you can imagine i remember being on your ship in st petersburg and we were able to dock right in the heart of st petersburg not dock further out you know uh singapore or shanghai you were able to dock right there as opposed to a lot of the other ships because of their drafts being so big so many different things but 
Tell me, other than the dining, we know the dining, we know the personal service. For you, what are other some other little unique, special things that maybe people don't know initially? I mean, one of the, one of the things that I think of our unique um, advantages is we have the largest passenger space ratio. So you already kind of have that built in where you're never going to feel crowded on board. Our ships were purposely designed to make sure that you never feel crowded at any point in time, no matter where you are, even if you're like in the dining room at the most busy time of the evening. So that was really important to have that. But then the ship was also designed with all these really small little intimate spots. Like my one of my favorite ones is aft on the ship. There's a nice little spa area. It's a small intimate deck space and just if you wandered around the ship for five days you might not even know that's there but there's a lot of little spaces like that that are really incredibly special so that really i think stands out mm -hmm. and then it's about this whole culture that's been created on board our ships uh the heart of that is what we call seaboard moments and I describe it as a culture because it is truly a living and breathing culture on board. And it's about creating these special moments for people on their cruise that they don't expect. The crew anticipates and tries to create these surprise and delight moments. Mm -hmm. And I think moments resonate with people probably more than ever right now. Coming out of this pandemic, we all have a greater appreciation for moments and, and being in the moment. But at the end of the day, it's about the guest being at the heart of the experience. And everybody works so hard these days, and we've all gone through so much. And this is the payoff. It's this moment that you have, and it's special and unique to you. It's so important to that team on board. I have two stories. My, my first one, when I first got on board, as I mentioned, about five years ago, and again, just like, wait, where did this come from? So in the morning, I didn't want to go to breakfast. I wanted to, you know, kind of do my routine and everything and get ready for the day. And so I ordered room service. And it wasn't just like they brought in the tray and were nice and the food was great. They set the table. The table looked like you were in the dining room, opened up the, the, the veranda for me, set the table beautifully. And I ordered things a certain way because I wanted a certain thing. Like I wanted my eggs a certain way. And and so I remember then the next day I called for room service. I forgot to give those special instructions. They remembered, they brought it exactly the way I'd asked for the day before. And then plus the waiter said, oh, and I, I know you didn't order this, but the chef made it special. And we were talking yesterday. Um, you mentioned you like fruit and it was just so wonderful and warm. And then one of the stories I heard about uh, when I first came over was some guests were getting off the ship at a port. And going down the, the gangway, she was fumbling around with her ring. Her ring fell off and went into the ocean. Ugh. So she's freaking out. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But then the husband's like, well, there's nothing we can do. So let's. we might as well go into town. We're here. The team on board the ship got a scuba crew to go down. They found her ring. When she came back to her suite, it was like on a little bed of towels and things on her bed. Wow. Those are the kind of things that they're like, what can we do? How can we, how can we make this special? And for everybody, there's a personal moment to be had for everybody on board and they are striving to make that happen. And you know what I used to remember from the Caribbean as an example, you could go to, let's say you just want to do a seven day Caribbean itinerary. 
But if there's a big storm coming to St. Thomas, you know, for some reason, I mean, our weathermen here in Toronto or anywhere else can't tell you the weather from day to day, but they can tell you <laughs> there's a hurricane heading here tomorrow. Thursday, there's going to be a storm hitting here. So those meteorologists are on a different level. So what I love about the cruise is they will guarantee you. So if it's supposed to be raining in St. Thomas on Wednesday, you'll go there on Thursday instead. They just know their way around everything. So people are guaranteed that. And I think today the hassles, I don't care how much money somebody has. Let's say you're flying first class, business class, it doesn't matter. But checking in and out, getting to a hotel, getting there, your room's not ready, then having to wait around, then packing and unpacking, then going back and forth and dealing with all this. Right. So many of your itineraries now, as well as others, but yours is you overnight in places. So you'll overnight in, in places like Monte Carlo. You'll overnight in places like Hong Kong, in places that people want to spend more time and get off the ship and go to dinner. It's the ease of it. It truly is. And I mean, um, are there any specific places now? What, what's on your bucket list? Where do you want to go next on Seaboard? I feel like most of my bucket list things are checked, except for places like Antarctica and up to the Arctic and Greenland, the Amazon. These are places I have not been when I'm growing up watching these nature shows. And you never thought you'd have an opportunity to go and see some of these things. And now expedition ships are creating this great um, way of going and experiencing nature and like really all of its majesty. It's really incredible. You know what it is too? It, it's the people realize that, you know, how else are you going to get there? It's the same with Alaska. That's right. What I love in Alaska, when I was on a seaborne ship years ago, here we are in Glacier Bay, turning around and the, the ship is just turning slowly and slowly and slowly. And there I was with a hot toddy and a little blanket sitting out on my veranda yeah. and seeing the world. You know, and then of course the big question on the ship was, if the iceberg falls off into the water, does anybody really hear it? If we weren't here, would it really be making a sound? Right, like, like a tree falling in the forest? <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, there again too, you talk about remote and you talk about wonderful, but to go back on the ship and have all the luxury that you could want and the warmth and the safetyness. And then you give out great coats, by the way. You get the coats <laughs> right. that you give for everybody to take on their journeys. They're fabulous. Well, it's like the ultimate glamping, right? The, the whole, you know, you can do a kind of a glamping experience in, in Africa and safari, right? Where you have amazing accommodations, but you're going to go out and do all of the things you would in a normal safari. Well, this, and that's the experience I think we've really created. These ships are equipped to do every expedition experience possible including we've got two custom-built submarines. Think about going someplace like Antarctica, but not only seeing like everything that's amazing and going, going on land, but also seeing Antarctica from a thousand feet under the ocean. They carry six guests, and then we've got a pilot on board, of, of course, as well. And when you look at them, they look like something out of a James Bond movie. They have two large spheres. And the interesting thing about them is when you go under the water, they have the same reflective index as water. So when you're under the water, you can't tell where the glass starts and the water begins. So inevitably what people do when they get into these, it, it feels like you are, un, you are in the ocean without a submarine and people reach out to touch the glass to figure out where it is because they can't tell where it starts. 
this whole other world that opens up. But there's places like going down to the Solomon Islands, and there's World War II wreckages, and we go down and we explore those. So, you know, the, the, as we all know, the, the world is covered by, I think, 71% of the, of the world is covered by ocean. There's so much to see under the ocean, and so this takes expedition to a whole nother level to not only be able to explore ashore and on top of the ocean, but underneath the ocean as well. So really, really incredible. But then you're going to get to go back to your, your beautiful suite and have all the uh, five-star accommodations that, that, you know, you, that you love to have. So that's uh, the best of both worlds, right? <laughs> and the destination lectures that I'm bored that are tell you. But you also have, you're adding cruises now to um, the Northeast and Northwest Passages for 2023. Trips to Alaska, Canada, Norway, the Arctic, and Russia. Yeah, there's so much to see up there. And, you know, until there was expedition ships, there was really no way of going up there, obviously, to those parts of the world. So that truly brings the whole word of expedition to life, of, of what it truly is. Because the word in itself is, is what it is. Yeah, you're going to have an itinerary, but... That itinerary could change because you are truly exploring these regions. And I think, um, you know, our head of expedition, his name is Robin West. He's been all over the world. One of his favorite places that he says you have to go to is called Scoresby Sound, and it's up in Greenland. And it's the largest fjord system in the world. And you can only get in there with a, you know, a expedition ship. And when you see the images of this place, it's incredible. The wildlife and the ice, and it's just unreal. It's like being on another planet. I know Antarctica is like that, but at Scoresby Sound, I think, is another one of those unique places that's like that. But like you said, the Northeast and the Northwest Passages, I mean, that's truly, you know, exploring the world, going over the polar regions, seeing the polar bears in their natural habitat. These are unreal bucket list experiences without a doubt. So this is kind of our next evolution in expedition. So we've been doing expedition experiences down to Antarctica with one of our ocean ships, but obviously there's limitations in that. So we wanted to take, and again, Robin, he's been in, he's been in the industry a long time. He's, he's been on every, you know, expedition vessel you could think of. And so we took all his knowledge, all of our team's knowledge, and we put it into these ships. And so they are built um, with a, what's called a PC ice strengthened hull. That's kind of the, the foundation of it all. And that it can go into polar regions with ice as thick as six feet. Wow. It's also got unique maneuvering uh, technology where it can go turn on a dime into certain little remote places like that. And it can also, you know, it's also built with uh, sustainability in mind that the ship does not have to drop anchor. It has special stabilizers that can keep it still in the water uh, because, you know, you don't want to drop anchor in a lot of these places that are very sensitive down underneath the ocean. So that's from just a general standpoint, but it is designed to be a fully immersive experience on board. So a typical day, you get up and you have breakfast and we've got beautiful spaces that uh, create community because Expedition is about creating a, a community. You're all doing this experience together. Definitely. After breakfast, you'll make your way down to what we call the mudroom. And the mudroom is where you kind of get geared up for the day. And everybody has their own private locker in the mudroom, a heated locker 
with your boots and all your equipment. You don't have to bring any of that. That's all provided for you. Like you said, we give you a parka that you take home with you, but all the equipment you need, boots and, and gloves and all of that. And that's all heated in your locker. So when you get there, so everything's dry and ready to go. So you get geared up. And let's say we're going to go out on Zodiacs that day. And we are up in, let's say, Greenland. And we're going to go look for whales. They spotted some whales overnight. We're, we found this pod. We kind of tried to go over so we're close to them. And we're going down the Zodiacs and we're going to go and see them. And we spend the whole day out there seeing them with the... 26-member expedition team who are all experts. This is a collection of, of scientists and academics and naturalists who all really share this passion and for exploration. And they're there to be your guides. They are the connective fiber that brings this whole experience together. So let's say we've seen some incredible things all day. We're going to go back now. and Maybe we went on a hike. We go back to the end of the ship, take off all our gear in the mudroom, go back to our beautiful accommodations in our suite, have a nice shower, get ready for the evening. And about 5.30, we're all going to meet in our theater. And our theater isn't there for shows. It is there for basically this debrief of the day. And it has this um, wonderful 32 feet by 8 feet LED screen. And throughout the day, they've been taking photos and getting imagery. They're going to show all that. They're going to bring the expedition team up. We're going to talk about what we saw all day. And then we're going to talk about what we're planning for the next day. And then you're going to go off and have an amazing dinner. We've got eight different dining experiences on board or options. And then it's going to be um, you know, an incredible evening of relaxing and getting ready for the next day. But even if you're just on board the ship, you know, sometimes you've got sea days. One thing we did, we created tons and tons of deck space on the ship because when you see a lot of expedition ships they've been repurposed and so there's a lot of equipment on the decks mm -hmm. our biggest deck space is on the bow where a lot of times you don't have that opportunity and there's no better vantage point from the bow that you think about if you're cutting through ice that you could go out on the tip of the bow and watch as the ship is maneuvering through the ice but if sometimes, obviously, it's cold, too. So if you can go right inside uh, from the bow, and we have a bow lounge. And on the bow lounge, we've got all the navigational equipment, radar, sonar. We've got cameras mounted all over the ship, and we've got live feeds onto all these. And these are touch screens where you can interact and see exactly what the captain's seeing on the bridge and have a nice cappuccino at the same time. Well, I want to end this on a cute little note. Um, I was watching, I know I'm old for this, but I love TikTok, okay? I can sit there and watch TikTok for hours. It just humors me on so many levels. You're never too old, Mary Jane, come on. I watched one <laughs> and it was literally uh, an expedition that was in Antarctica. Yeah. And you see the people all like in their, you know, their parkas and everything there. And they were all in the um, Zodiac. And they were by where there was a penguin, a, literally a penguin jumped into there because it was having a hard time, jumped into their Zodiac and they drove it all the way to where all the other penguins were on top of it. And the penguin jumped out and it was like the penguin turned and lifted up its arm almost like, hey, thanks for the ride. <laughs> it was the cutest thing, right? And for those that have never been around penguins, they're just amazing creatures to watch. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I think that, um, we're doing our clients a big favor in um, letting them know what a great product it is, what a great idea, not just expedition, certainly like cruises in general, but yeah. this expedition is really nice for a lot of the clients that we have that have been cruising for years and want something different. And I just, um, gosh, I wanna thank you. This has been such a pleasure. 
thank you so much. I love your your passion. I love your kind of the way you talk about how travel is so inspiring and how it opens people's minds. And that's the way I always think of it because, yeah, it is. It's great that we get to go and travel and see the world and everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, I always tell my team, take a step back and think about what's at the heart of what we're doing. We are creating incredible memories and moments in people's lives that transcend anything else, that transcend the you know, locations and all the minutiae we get stuck in. That is priceless at the end of the day to people's lives. Yes. So thank you for everything that you guys do because you represent us and we couldn't do any of this without you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that just about wraps up our time here today. If you want to find out more information about luxury travel experiences mentioned in this show or how Tully Luxury Travel can make your travel dreams come true, please go to TullyLuxuryTravel.com. We understand that every client is different. That's why each itinerary we create is unique and handcrafted to your wishes. True luxury for us means using our expert local knowledge to go beyond your expectations and make sure the time you spend with us is the time of your life. That's the Tully promise. That's luxury defined by you. Today's interview was hosted by Mary Jean Tully, the CEO and founder of Tully Luxury Travel and produced by Armchair Productions, the audio experts for the travel industry. I'm Aaron Miller. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.